Welcome to the Know Your Numbers REI podcast, where we help real estate investors just like you find the expertise you need to release the burden of taxes and eliminate financial fears related to this world. We cover topics from tax, wealth, money, economics, and investing, so you are equipped with the knowledge you need to increase cash flow, pay less to the government, and set you and your family up for a financial future you dream of. All right, all right, all right. Welcome back to the Know Your Numbers REI podcast, where we are focused on providing real estate investors confidence in their tax status and tax strategy so they have the information they need to make confident decisions on a timely basis. We see a lot of real estate investors who are frustrated around their taxes. Maybe their CPA retired on a whim. Maybe they believe that their CPA is not giving them all the information they need. Maybe their CPA is overworked. Maybe they know more than their CPA does when it comes to real estate tax. Whatever the reason is, uh, there is a plethora of real estate investors who are in dire need of sound tax advice. So we are committed to providing you with the insight so you can make those confident decisions in a timely manner so you can have uh, more money for your faith, family, and freedom. Man, I'm excited to dive in today's message because there is a lot of uh, conversation out there around the topic of entity status. You might see it on social media, Instagram, and TikTok, or you might even see it in your own um, conversations. Maybe you, you think you know, or maybe you do know the different entity statuses, but we know that uh, there's a lot of ins and outs that go unsaid when people are recommending this entity over the other. And so today we're really going to be diving into the different types of entities, uh, how they're taxed, and what will work for you. Now, before I get into that, I do like to disclaim that this does not serve as traditional legal or tax advice. It is of the utmost importance that you speak to a qualified tax and legal professional before making any decisions on your own. And if you don't have a qualified tax or legal professional, feel free to reach out to the Better Books team. We'd be happy to get in touch with you and point you in the right direction. So, Without further ado, we would like to get started on today's work. Just give me one second here as I hand off some goods to my beautiful bride. Awesome. All right. Entity status. We are looking at three different types of entities. Um, well, we'll dive into all of them, but uh, there are three main ones. One is, is sole proprietor. This means that you are in business on your own um, and you do everything. You do the accounting, you do the marketing, you do the sales, you do everything top to bottom. It's all you and um, you're trying to find all the right answers. You know, we find a lot of people are in that solopreneur stage. They haven't reached uh, that level of delegating and outsourcing or bringing on employees and that's totally fine but you need to know just as much as anyone else what the proper entity status is 
and how that's going to play into your tax profile. Another entity structure is uh, the corporation. Now, there's two types of corporations that we look to uh, describe. One is the S corporation and another is the C corporation. And you have probably heard of the S corporation as this is where a lot of people uh, point to the end all be all for uh, tax entities, right? You've probably heard it on Instagram. Maybe you've heard it from an accountant. S corporation is what you do to save on taxes. And it's great. We recommend the S uh, corporation for many of our clients, but those in the real estate industry have to be careful because your real estate profile is going to determine how uh, you are set up, what the right status is, and there's a lot of problems to getting the wrong entity status that we'll dive into in a little bit more. But before we get to that, the third type of entity that we like to discuss is what is known as a C corporation. So if you've been listening to um, any sort of tax talk in the past, well, it's been six years since uh, 2017, there was a Tax Cut and Jobs Act, which President Donald Trump at the time sent out, and it was our biggest tax overhaul uh, really since the 1980s. And one of the things that they changed in there was that they brought down the corporate tax rate. So C corporations are a corporation that is taxed as a corporation, right? So if you have a C corporation, you have an S corporation, you have a sole proprietorship. Cor C corporations taxed at a corporate level. S corporations are as what is known as pass-through entities. And then sole proprietorship um, is just your traditional LLC that most people get. And oftentimes it is taxed as a self-employed organization. And we'll get into all the ins and outs there. But we'll start with C corporations because it's important to know that they are taxed at the corporate uh, level. And what Donald Trump did when he was president was he brought the corporate tax rate down from, I believe it was in the 30s, um, possibly even 37%. He brought it down to 21%. So that was a big drop in tax rates for corporations. And it was it's important because it made the C corporation a lot more attractive than it previously had been. So maybe you've been uh, meeting with your accountant for, for 10 years now. They might be a little bit older in age and um, you may have brought up the idea of a C corporation, but they um, are potentially stuck in the past where they know that the C corporation is taxed at this exorbitant tax rate in the 30% range 30 to 40 percent range when in reality the c corporation was recently brought down to 21 percent. so if you're meeting with your cpa and they're saying don't even think about the c corporation then um, that should be a red flag i don't believe that the c corporation is ideal for most business owners and most real estate investors however for some real estate investors it is the only option and we'll get into that in a little bit more on the S corporation discussion. But the reason C corporation could work is because if you're at the highest income level, which is a 37% individual tax rate, and you're getting a S corporation to pass through onto your individual income tax, well, you're going to be paying 37% on that tax. Whereas if you were in a C corporation, 
you would, it wouldn't get passed down to you. It would be taxed at the 21% level. And so that might be a little more attractive. However, one thing that, that C corporations are unique because not only are you getting this corporate tax rate, but you're also getting taxed at the individual level, whatever uh, your returns are at the individual level. So a lot of times C corporations, I'm talking like the big companies like Nike, Apple, um, Verizon, different big corporations, publicly traded corporations are oftentimes taxed at the corporate level. So they pay 21% at the corporate level and then they pay out oftentimes in the form of dividends to all of their shareholders and then their shareholders are, pay, are taxed on the dividend at their individual tax rate. So when you hear that uh, the United States tax code does not offer double taxation, um, it's not always true, right? If you are associated with a C corporation, there is great possibility that you could be taxed at two different levels, one being the corporate level and one being the individual level. And this is something that we see. We see that um, a lot of times there are some accountants who advise their clients to be a C corporation, uh, even if they're just getting started. And one thing we have to have the conversation is that this isn't the best thing for you right now because you're going to be paying 21% and then you're also going to be paying whatever it is at the uh, individual level. So you could honestly be paying more than 50% of uh, your income in taxes if you are improperly set up as a C corporation. Moving on to the S corporation. And now uh, this is very important because as I mentioned in, on the outset, uh, a lot of the advice out there, whether it's on Instagram or TikTok, even LinkedIn and Facebook, um, they're like, yeah, just set yourself up as an S corporation. You'll eliminate the self-employment tax and bada bing, bada boom, you got it all figured out. But that's not always the case. It is the case that the S corporation uh, is not taxed as a self-employed individual would, um, which is that, that self-employment tax, which is um, both the employer and employee person portion of Social Security and Medicare talk, tax. S corporations get to avoid this. However, because our audience is largely in the real estate space, most of our clients are in the real estate space, we know that some of them have uh, been led to believe that the S corporation is everything they need. They go to a CPA, they go to a lawyer, they say, I want to be an S corporation. The CPA or lawyer doesn't think much of it. They collect whatever they, they charge for an entity structuring, and then they send them on their way. But when you are a real estate investor taxed as an S corporation, there are very specific guidelines for how you can, what you can get away with and what you can do. And, and there's certain tax consequences that you have to be aware of when you are set up as an S corporation. And I won't go into all of the details here today. Uh, we could potentially set it up for a future conversation. But one thing to make note of is that when you sell a property uh, from an S corporation, it is taxed in a completely different way than if you sold it as your own indi individual. And a lot of those loopholes that you can find as an individual might not be open to you because you are set up 
as an S corporation. So while the S corporation is great, it's not always best for our buy and hold investors. Now that being said, there's also other investors that we work with, those that uh, would be considered dealer, developer, um, and even those, those fix and flip status type people, the people who buy a property or buy a plot of land and their main purpose for buying that is to go and sell it for a profit. And the IRS cut back on them uh, quite a while ago and said that because you are a dealer or developer, you do not qualify for some of the um, other tax advantages of real estate, i.e. like the depreciation. And so these dealers and developers had to take it upon themselves to find out what it was that they needed uh, from an entity structure so that they were paying the least amount in tax and not getting um, hit by tens of thousands of dollars in um, tax liability to the IRS. So oftentimes a dealer or developer might look to something like the S corporation as opposed to the self-employed or the C corporation because there are some tax benefits there. However, again, the S corporation is not always the best idea and is rarely the best idea for those uh, investors who are buying and holding their properties. And if you're in there being a little concerned about the way that you're set up, either you're not sure about where or how your entity is set up, you think you have it set up in one way, but now you're hearing that it's not the best, we would love to sit down with you and, and get that figured out because we know that there are a lot of accountants out there who are overworked and who, who might not look into all the nitty gritty details and figure out uh, what is best for you and instead will just take the advice that their client gives them, which um, truth be told is, is not, is rarely the best advice. So again, if you're listening to this and you're, you're fearful that uh, you might be set up improperly or you're not getting the best tax benefits out of your entity status, then fill out the form in the show notes and somebody on our team will reach out to you. Um, soon after. The final uh, entity that we'll be talking about today and way that the IRS taxes different business owners is what is known as self-employment. Now, if you went and filed all of your IRS documents, you guys got the EIN number and didn't do anything from there on out, this is probably the bucket that you fit in. It's uh, usually what people refer to as an LLC um, and they don't take any steps further to better optimize their entity structure. And so now they are a self-employed individual um, and it comes with great consequences because uh, the self-employed are responsible for the employer and employee portion of the Social Security and Medicare tax. Now, if you have worked a W-2 in the past, me personally, I worked for a big four tax and accounting firm in Boston, Massachusetts, one of the top uh, financial firms in the world. And I was consistently getting a paycheck. And on that paycheck, I saw a tax for social security and Medicare. And if I did the numbers, if I calculated it out, it would have been about seven point uh, one 
five, maybe 7.25% of my income. And what that is, is that represents the social security and Medicare tax portion for the employee. And now PwC was on the other side of that paying the 7.3, call it, uh, for the employer portion. portion. However, because uh, you as the self-employed individual are uh, on your own, you're generating income, and you are responsible for paying taxes, the IRS also says that you're responsible for paying Social Security and Medicare tax. And not only are you going to pay Social Security and Medicare, but you're going to pay both the employer and the employee portion of the Social Security and Medicare tax. So while the employed person, i.e. me in my 9 to 5 job previously, uh, pays 7.65%, I was saying 7.3 earlier, but just crunched a little numbers and realized it was 7.65%, the business owner who was self-employed and did not dive into the best entity structure for their situation is going to be paying 15.3%. Now, I can imagine you're trying to run some numbers um, in your head, but imagine you make a profit of 100000 um, and you go to file your taxes, right? You will pay $15,300 in Social Security and Medicare taxes, whereas the employee or somebody working for an S corporation would be paying only $7,600 in taxes. And you can tell that that is a difference of $7,600. So as an employee, you pay half of the Social Security and Medicare tax, whereas the employer pays the whole amount if they are self-employed. Now, I know this can be a lot to take in. I know you guys are probably running with some questions in your mind. Maybe there's uh, some nervousness as to how you're currently set up. Um, But to recap, I think it helps to know that that there are three and there are three different ways that somebody can be taxed. One is as a corporation, a C corporation, where you pay um, tax on the corporate level and you pay it on the individual level. The second is something like an S corporation or even a partnership. These are known as pass-through entities. uh, And the shareholder of such partnership or S corporation will pay um, based on their profits on their individual level. And then the last one is the self-employed individual who will not only pay on their individual income return, but they'll also be in charge and uh, liable for the whole portion of the self-employment tax, the 15.3%, which represents the Social Security and Medicare um, portion of taxes. And it's important to know that as the real estate investor, your entity structure matters. And there are different entity structures that are beneficial for different types of investors. And it's so important for you to sit down with a qualified real estate tax professional to really 
uh, understand if you are currently set up properly and if you're not, then to fix that immediately because this can, as you saw in that quick example, cost you at, at a minimum $7,000 in tax. You know, if you're, if you're set up improperly, it could cost you, and we've seen it cost people tens of and even hundreds of thousands of dollars in tax. And so I would just encourage you and uh, urge you to go and set up a meeting with a qualified tax planning real estate professional. Um, because like I said, while, while some people might have um, letters behind their name, they're not all created equal. Some people put a lot more time into their education, uh, whereas some are very overworked and spend too much time in cranking out tax returns and answering uh, different questions that they can't focus on all of their clients. They're spread far too thin. So if you feel like your CPA is spread far too thin, or maybe you're not getting the insights that you need, uh, do us a favor and go ahead and reach out to us directly. Again, you can fill out the form. You can visit our website, www.betterbooksaccounting.co, and someone from our team will reach out to you. But I trust that this was helpful. I wish nothing but the best for all of you. I look forward to receiving any questions or comments about this, and uh, stay tuned for next week's episode. God bless you all. Keep crushing. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Know Your Numbers REI podcast. If you got any sort of value out of this, do us a favor and leave us a five-star rating and review. That helps us get to the ears of more real estate listeners just like yourself and positively impact the lives of others by freeing up their capital from the stress of taxes. And if you are a real estate investor looking for a tax and accounting expert who's going to help you grow your portfolio and decrease your taxes, regardless of market conditions, click the link to our website in the show notes and schedule a call with our team today.